it's a joy to be to be here on this call many of you who are on this call it's a joy to see you um i want to thank god for everyone jafo and, and and the entire team at all saints i think i want to register my appreciation but i feel also what god is feeling concerning the work that is being done at all saints um there, there are many people there are many people who come to serve uh some have been called some are doing the job but i really want to appreciate god for reverend hirare and and those of you who work with him to make this happen at all stages this is what is going to open the, the the church for revival the nation for revival these teachings these prayer meetings amazing stuff that you people are doing and and so we want to appreciate god i know as we do this there is also going to be opposition there is going to be <laughs> a lot of things that happen because the enemy doesn't want this kind of thing but i want to register my appreciation for what god is doing at all saints and the people that he's using let me pray specifically for you reverend here before i start because i fear this is very very important i fear i need to pray for you uh, because as you do all this the enemy is also not happy father i want to bless you for who you are to us but also what you are doing at all saints cathedral and using your servants amazing people that you have placed in the cathedral for such a time as this but when you want to redeem when you want to restore when you want to to save lord i thank you that reverend hirare has been placed in this ministry at such a time as this i thank you lord for rebecca uh, uh, dr rebecca the provost i thank you for the entire team that supports this work of ministry and so thank you lord jesus and i pray that you continue to speak to us you continue to uh, give protection give cover and allow your will to be done at all saints as well as a nation this is setting the pace for the nation and because of this lord we pray that there will be there will be cover because the enemy is not is not happy with what is is being done at all saints and so thank you lord jesus and now i also pray that you are minister to me you speak to me um uh so that i can be able to speak to your people this evening i thank you for each one of them who are on this call uh, because these are the, the the appointed ones these are the ones that you appointed that they should listen to this message but also that uh we'll carry this message we'll run with it habakkuk 2:2 says write down the revelation let the heralds run with it i believe that they are going to run with this message and go and and implement that that you have called them to do thank you we bless you in jesus name we pray amen amen praise the lord we are looking at the power of his voice and uh, my name is asim robinson i am a member of horse 
I am a cell leader. But also I belong to intercessors for Uganda. Um, and, and, and we do the work of intercession. I also have schools that we run as a family. My wife, Beatrice, is uh, my prayer partner. And uh, we have five children. And we bless the Lord for what he's doing in our lives. Amen. That, I think, would, would suffice for, for the introduction. Uh, let me say that as I read this scripture, I was amazed at David, how he eventually realized the, the voice, the power of the voice of God. And he stated it seven times. He is referring to the voice of the Lord. The voice of the Lord. He is referring to this voice. In this, in this uh, 11 verses, he repeats it seven times. And amazingly, he, he basically is, is, is telling us this power. He's telling us what this voice can do. I don't know what he had seen himself. I don't know how he had, uh, you know, <laughs> understood this voice. But he beautifully presented uh, this, this, um, this, this voice. And, and I want us to share, I want us to understand uh, this, this power of the voice of the Lord. Uh, Psalm 29 is where we are referring. And we see that it pours forth a beautiful hymn of Yahweh. The God who has opposed the gods, a God who speaks as a God as opposed to the gods who cannot speak. Uh, in, 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 in Psalm 115, uh, this basically is, is a, a contrast. <laughs> it's a contrast. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful, again, Psalm, which talks about these other gods. And he says, their idols are silver and gold, made by the hands of men. They have mouth, but they cannot speak. Eyes, but they cannot see. They have ears, but they cannot hear. Noses, but they cannot smell. They have hands, but they cannot uh, feel. Feet, they, uh, they cannot touch. Feet, but they cannot walk. Nor can they utter a sound with their throats. <laughs> these, these are the gods that sometimes we want to worship. And you can imagine that there are people who worship them. There are people who bow down to these things. You know, uh, uh, sometime I went to a certain place and I found people, you know, bowing down. They had brought flowers and placed them before a certain small house. In the house was this, this, uh, this, this figure of a woman and uh, it was well painted. It was, uh, and and they would bring money, and and then they were they were down, and they were speaking to it. But I I stood and I watched. It is actually next to KCC offices around there. I stood and watched. I said, but this thing is not responding to them. They are speaking. They are bowing down. They are actually uh, <laughs> whatever they were doing. It, the thing was quiet. The thing was not responding, and it has been quiet for ages since they made it. It has never uttered a word. Isn't that what we do, some of us? You go to a tree, and you take gifts, and you talk to a tree. You go to a, a, a rock, 
<laughs> and you speak to a rock, it never speaks back. But let me tell you, we have a God who, who speaks, a God who has a voice, a God who is able to speak. He's the living God. And this is the one they're introducing to us this evening. The psalmist in Psalm 115 says, those who make them will be like them. And so we will all who trust in them. Imagine, imagine that. So we are talking about the God who is unmatched. The unmatched God as part of introduction. God has the final word. There is no one more powerful than he is. His majesty and holiness are unmatched. There is no one uh, who is like him. No one who is like this God. Amazing, amazing. When he speaks, the waters tremble. When he speaks, uh, we should listen. And this invites us to join in the worship of the God of word. He has been speaking in history. He has not just started. He started way back at creation. He spoke. You know, he he spoke and and things happened. But I will also be telling you that... uh, even during judgment, some of these parts, parts we read, he, will, he, he judges using his word. Um, the, the, the major sections that we are talking about here in this psalm, there are, are three sections. Uh, I'll talk about maybe two. But uh, section one is a typical, uh, is typical of hymns of praise. And uh, we see in verse 1 and 2, the opening called praise God. David, David says in verse 1 and 2, he says, Ascribe to the Lord, O mighty ones, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. So it's a call. It's a call to praise Yahweh, to praise the Lord. And then verses 3 to 9 gives us reasons to praise the Lord. Give us reasons why we should praise the Lord. And, and, and that's where David brings this aspect of the voice of the Lord. And we're going to be looking at that. Verse 10 and 11 is a reformation of Yahweh's glorious reign and its implications to the church, to us. You know, amazing stuff. So, like I read, David is saying, give unto the Lord, almighty ones, give unto the Lord glory and strength. That is, that is uh, uh, King James Version. I had earlier read in, in New, New, NIV. Give unto the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of, your, of his holiness. And we notice that reading this, Give unto the Lord, Almighty Ones, instantly takes us to this powerful people, people that we elect, elected officials, uh, wonderful people, powerful people in the land, elected business leaders, organizational leaders, people who have control, they have power, they have resources. Currently, we are facing a situation where Powerful people, 
want to control the world. They want to reset how the world has been run. And they are taking us into what they have normal. I call it new abnormal because this is not new, new normal. But God is, is even saying, unless I have ordained what they are doing, they will not succeed. You know, they look like they have control as the mighty ones on earth. But in reality, <laughs> uh, they, 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 they don't have control. They might be having, they might sound like they are in control and pulling strings, but there is only one who sits enthroned in heaven. Nobody, nobody can sort his plans. Nobody can lay a strategy to overthrow him. Nobody can do what he has not ordained and, and it, it, it succeeds. And so um, he deserves our praise and he alone is worthy. So David, having seen this majestic God and, 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 and you know how he saw his, his voice, he said, he alone is worthy. He said, ascribe, ascribe uh, uh, to the Lord, almighty ones, ascribe the Lord glory. In Revelation 7, 12, we see this happen in, in, in heaven. Glory is being given to the Lord. I love this scripture, Revelation 7, 12. We are told that, and all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and being they fell down on their faces before the throne and they worshipped God saying, Amen. Praise and glory and wisdom, and thanks, and honor, and power, and strength, be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's amazing. Can I hear an amen? Can I amen? Uh, those, if you can. Amen. 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 Praise, and glory, and wisdom, and thanks, and honor, and power, and strength, be to our God forever and ever. Amen. This is what David is telling us actually. Praise his name. So, in section 2, indeed we are now going to see the power of his voice. The power of his voice. And hear what it says. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The glory of God. The God of glory thunders. The Lord is over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. Amazing, amazing, the voice of the Lord. When we think about the waters or the many waters, I don't know what we think about, but I will be demonstrating a few things uh, about this voice. So, the demonstration of the power of his magic, of his voice in scripture, I want to pick a few things in scripture and, uh, and see what David is actually telling us. He's basically telling us that the voice of the Lord shakes the heavens and brings forth and, 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 and the earth and brings forth destruction and creation and provide strength and peace to those who heed it. The, 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 the God whose voice flashes forth frames of fire in Psalm 29 breaks open the heavens. 
I will be again demonstrating what this is about. But basically, it's, it's, a, it's a powerful voice. It's a wonderful voice. It's a voice that, that uh, brings life, creates, but also destroys. And that's what David is actually laboring to demonstrate even here. Um, so, in, in Scripture, I want us to look at what the voice of the Lord did. What, 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 where I, I chose to, to pick a few areas where I, I, I saw the voice of the Lord, the voice of Yahweh, the power of the voice of, of God. And uh, I noticed that God used his voice uh, in many instances, and, and one of them was to announce that Jesus is his son. And that is very, very important for us as a church to know. Uh, uh, so the emphasis on the power of the voice of Yahweh in Psalm 29 stands as a powerful foundation for Luke's account of the baptism of Jesus. In Luke 3, 21 to 22, it is used to announce the identity of the man from Galilee who has just emerged from the baptismal waters. Hear what he said. Hear the voice. What it said. Rook had, uh, rather, Rook, uh, it was actually John the Baptist and the people who were there at the time when Jesus was in the Jordan and is being baptized. And Rook records it. And he says, and the voice came from heaven. Praise the Lord for that voice. You are my son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. That was a, a, a voice that announced the Messiah. That is actually at the beginning of the ministry of Jesus Christ. God had confirmed Jesus is his son. And if we don't agree with this, then we have believed in vain. If we don't believe that Jesus is the son of God, and this is very important for the church to really know, because there are other religions which say Jesus has never been the son of God. And, and I think uh, that that is the foundation of our faith. And, and this voice came from heaven. Praise the Lord for that voice that announced the messiahship, the sonship of our Lord Jesus Christ. And, uh, and God says, this is my son. With him I am well pleased. Praise the Lord. So, number one, the voice of the Lord announced the messiahship of uh, Jesus Christ. Number two, the voice of the Lord is seen in coming storms. In coming storms. And this speaks of powerful and turbulent waters. You heard about the the, the fact that it, it, it is over the waters. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. You know, these waters are turbulent. And I'm going to show you one of the instances in, in Scripture. So it speaks of roaring storms of life. It could be sickness. Some of us, we are facing storms. Storms of sickness. There is a time... Uh, a few years ago in 2019 I was diagnosed with cancer and prostate <laughs> it was a storm 
But in between there, as I am in between there, I heard the voice of the Lord say, don't worry, I am in charge. I am going to heal you. I'm going to restore you. And I went through an operation, even I think twice. But let me tell you, since that time, I have tested my body. There is no cancer. The cancer left me. The voice spoke and it healed my, 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 my body. So it could be sickness. I don't know what it is that you are going through. I don't know what it is that uh, is your storm. But it could be sickness. It could even be the death of a loved one. It could be a financial turbulence. Some of us, the, the COVID brought really hard situations. It could even be a marital storm. I don't know what it is. We could have felt turbulence in our hearts and mourned and wailed. But in this moment, it is in these moments when we are in shock and our world is spinning around us that Jesus speaks to the storms of life and even internal trouble in our souls. And he says, peace be still. Praise the Lord. Isn't that what he said <laughs> on the Sea of Galilee? When these disciples were, were faced with a storm and they knew their lives were in danger, they were going to die, they were going to... And Jesus was basically sleeping in the boat. And he was not worried about the storm. And on that day he says, peace, <laughs> peace, praise the Lord. Peace. I don't know what God is telling you. I don't know what it is that you're going through right now. But I want to encourage you that there is a God, there is a voice which speaks peace, which speaks uh, 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 and calms storms of life. And, and, and when he speaks, the world stops. Why? Because he's very powerful and full of majesty. Praise the Lord. Number three, the voice of the Lord in bringing life out of the dead. The voice of the Lord in bringing life from a dead situation. You know, in a hopeless situation faced by Jesus' friends, Mary and Martha at the death of Lazarus, God demonstrates the power of his voice as he calls him out all the dead and said, Lazarus, come out. Praise the Lord. Lazarus, come out. You know, you know, in a loud voice we are told that when he had said this, Jesus called out in a loud voice. That is John 11 from 43-44. Lazarus, come out. And we are told the dead man came out. His hands and feet wrapped in strips of linen and a cloth on his, on his face. So, <laughs> your so-called dead situation can be restored if the Lord would show up. If the Lord can show up for you, your situation would change completely. What has died of your situation? What has died of your marriage? What has died... Of, of your business, what has died of the hope can only be restored as the Lord shows up. 
You only need to make him your friend. Notice that Jesus was a friend to this family. Is Jesus your friend? Because sometimes we want to, to you know, call, call Jesus when we are in trouble. He's never part of our lives. But it's only when we are in trouble that we, we call and, and say, Lord Jesus, we come to pray. And, but Jesus wants us to, to be friends with him. Rather than invite him when things die, he must have been your acquaintance all along. He was an acquaintance of Mary and Lazarus and, Lazarus and, and Martha as, as a family. That's why he had to show up. You know, the disciples actually said, your friend Lazarus is dead. Meaning he was, a friend, he was friendly to Jesus Christ. Are we friends? There's also another situation in the, in the Bible. There, there are two ladies who had lost their, their, their sons. One was the Shunammite woman, and another was the, the widow of, of Zerephas. But you see, these women had invited the prophets in their, life, in the, in their homes. They had been given habitation in both, both homes. And, and, and for them to, restore, to partake of the restoration of, of their children when they died, these had allowed their prophets the presence of the Lord, the presence of the Lord in their homes. So let me say that the Lord must be resident in your home if the dead situation has to be restored. He must be resident. It's not this this call firefighting prayer. Eh? You, you, when fire comes, that's when I usually want to want to use the, the an illustration of a vehicle. Uh, I have a vehicle, and in my vehicle at the back there is a, a tire. Is a tire we call it spare tire. Now that spare tire is under the, the boot there. Sometimes it is in the boot. But when when we when I get the puncture is when I remove the spare tire and put it on the car. And and uh, as soon as my car is done, I repair the other one. The spare tire goes back to the boot. And, and some of us, we have used Jesus as a spare tire. You call him when there is trouble. And I want to challenge us. You know, I want to challenge us that the Lord must be resident in our homes, in our, in our families, in our lives, if he's going to make life out of daily situations. Praise the Lord. Number four, the calling forth of the church. All of us are waiting for this rapture. We are waiting for, <laughs> for, for to go to heaven. But let me say what happens. In Revelation chapter 4 verse 1, John is invited to heaven to see what he saw in order to, read, to write the book of Revelation. Hear what the scripture says. It says, after this I looked and there before me was a door standing open in heaven. A voice I had first heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, come up here, hallelujah. Come up here. That is the voice that called John to go to heaven to witness what was happening. By the way, this statement is, is prophetic. It, 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 it shows what is going to happen uh, in the near future. I don't know when that will be, but 
at rapture. This is, this is what is going to happen. In 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 to 17, we are told, For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, you know, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God. Uh, we are told that uh, the voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. It divides the flames of fire. It shakes the wilderness. It strips the forest bare. Even makes the deer give birth. <laughs> this is it's amazing. So this is a powerful voice of judgment and spiritual warfare. And I want to tell us, church, that we are called for a fight. I don't know how many of you know you are called for a fight. But Matthew eleven twelve talks about the fact that from the days of John the Baptist until now, the, 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 the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and violent, the violent take it by force. We must forcefully take the kingdom of God by force. We must fight. So we were created to fight spiritual battles. You know, uh, Paul writes, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God, pulling down strongholds. We need to use some of these weapons to pull down strongholds, and one of them is the voice of the Lord. If we know how to use it, we can actually do wonderful things. Let me, let me read you something that somebody wrote. It's called EM Bounds uh, to challenge us that we need to be fighting. And he says, the life of a Christian is warfare, an intense conflict, a lifelong battle. It's a battle. Moreover, waged against invisible foes who are ever, you know, ever seeking to entrap, deceive, and ruin the souls of men. You know, the, the life which Holy Scriptures call us is no picnic or holiday junketing or pastime, uh, you know, pastime or pressure, pressure jam. It entails effort, wrestling, struggling. It demands putting forth of the full energy of the spirit in order to frustrate the fall and come off at last more, more than conquerors. It's not a primrose path, nor a rose-scented dalliance from start to finish. You know, from the hour in which he first draws sword to that which he uh, draws the harness, the Christian warrior is compelled to endure hardness as a soldier. We are soldiers of Christ. We are called fight. And we need to begin to use this, this weapon, the voice of the Lord, which breaks cedars, which, which does wonderful things. Let me show you what it does. It divides the flames of fire. This is an altar, a satanic altar. You can notice. But we can use the voice of the Lord to disorganize satanic altars that depend on flames of fire for functioning. We can actually announce the voice of the Lord upon these altars and, and they, will be, they will be disorganized, they will be distinguished, uh, rather the, uh, you know, uh, 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 you know this, this made ineffective. So declaring the voice of the Lord over any certain quarter divides the tongues of fire that tap power from such altars, silencing them forever. 
Uh, if I had time, I would have told you about the relationship of the fire on these altars. Why is there a fire on these altars? In fact, witches are commanded that the fire on that altar must never die because it empowers those who come to, to receive power. And this power goes to the tongues. They begin to use tongues to do, to do so much. You remember in the book of Acts chapter 2, when the tongues of fire fell on the, on the believers, you know, they began to speak in tongues. They began to be effective, be more powerful. And, and Satan draws that and says, if we can give power, fire, a uh, light fire to these people, we can give power to the tongues of men and they will, they will be deceitful. They will, when they begin to use their tongues, they will be like serpents. They, you know, they, they, can, they can convince anybody, they can do anything. You know, uh, my time is up. I will not go to uh, all these details, but uh, at some point, those of you who have been in prayer school, you know some of these things. Now, I should have taken you through some of these other weapons of defense and weapons of attack, but uh, let me not take you there because our time is up, but uh, I can always send this presentation and you can always check this. But usually the weapons of attack, including praise and worship, the word of God, the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, holy communion, the testimony and witness, prayer and fasting, these are weapons of attack. But there are other weapons on top of the voice of the Lord. One is the amare. God has an amare. Another one is prophecy. Another one is east wind. You know, another one is natural weapons like hailstones like the sun and moon, like stars. You remember in Judges 5.20 how stars fought against Sisera uh, <laughs> during the time of Deborah. You know, earthquakes. These are things that the Lord uses to, to destroy, to conquer the enemy. The arm of the Lord, Isaiah 51 verse 9. The book of war. The storehouses of, uh, of snow and hail. These are, these are all weapons of warfare that God uses. God's right hand, God's breath, God's bow and arrows, God's sword, God's net, God's battle cry, God's broom of destruction. I love that one. Uh, we use it so much to, to sweep, to sweep. You can sweep uh, any evil in, in a certain area. God's lightning and fire. So as I conclude, we need to understand that we serve a God who is living and speaks, whose whose power is unmatched by anything, by anyone. His voice is majestic. It creates as well as destroys. Our only response to all this should be what David did, is to enthrone him as king forever. That was in verse 10. Then we'll, he will give us strength and bless us with peace. Praise the Lord. Let me pray and I conclude. Father, I thank you for the people who have listened to me and, and for your voice, Lord, the voice of the Lord. And I want to declare that the voice of the Lord now will, will cause dead situations to arise. Whatever it is that has died in our lives will come, up, come back, will be restored in the name of Jesus Christ. But I also want to declare that the voice of the Lord that, that, uh, that uh, breaks cedars. Cedars are powerful trees but it can break them. There is nothing that the voice of the Lord cannot do. 
the power of the Lord, of the voice of the Lord, I pray it will be demonstrated, even as we fight battles, even as we deal with the enemy, even as we uproot certain cultures, let the voice of the Lord thunder over the waters, let it thunder over the, the, the mighty waters, let it thunder over the, 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 the fires, certain cultures, and disorganize them, and, and, and divide them, those flames of fire, in the name of Jesus. Let the voice of the Lord thunder. Let the voice of the Lord be released in, 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 our, in our church. Let the voice of the Lord be released in our homes. Be released in homes in the name of Jesus Christ. The voice of the Lord. And Lord, we have thrown you. Because of who you are. Because of what you are able to do. Because of your power. We enthrone you, O God. We announce and declare that it is well. Let there be peace for those who are facing turbulence, who are facing storms of life, who are facing difficult situations. I declare, let there be peace. Let the peace of the Lord, let the voice of the Lord speak peace, speak calmness. Let there be calmness in these situations. In the name of Jesus Christ. I bless you, Lord. I worship you. Bless us, Lord, as we enthrone you. David said, if we enthrone you, you will bless us with peace. I pray that you will bless us with peace. Thank you. Bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen.